0: Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for December 4th, 2019. I am Michael Obear. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind. A plan in which he intends to raise the people who shall govern with him at the end of time. Before I go any further, I'd like to encourage you to like our page, to visit our Facebook page, to visit us here on YouTube, and to go over some of the videos we have already put out there for you. If you go to Facebook, you can find us by searching for our handle, Emerging Temple, and there you'll be able to chat with us, to communicate with us, and tell us those things that you would like to have some more insight about. If you'd like to support us, you can also visit our website, Temple of templeoftruth.us, that's www.templeoftruth.us. And also, You can find us on patreon.com and you can look for our handle there, Emerging Temple. We also broadcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, and a few other online radio channels. If you visit our website, templeoftruth.us, you'll find a link to many of these other radio stations where you can play us on audio if you are unable to watch us on video. Okay, Um, over the last few days, uh, we've been discussing the law. We've been discussing the priesthood, and um, generally studying the um, the um, Old Testament um, books, um, the what are often referred to as the five books of Moses. And we've been looking at Exodus, looked at Leviticus, looked at you know how the priesthood correlates, you know the the Levitical priesthood, how it correlated to the priesthood of Jesus Christ, and we began to see that. Those things in their priesthood were like a shadow of the eternal priesthood of Christ and his body. Um, We also looked at the laws, we looked at the Ten Commandments, and we began to see what the spiritual meaning of the Ten Commandments were. We um, mentioned that apart from the Ten Commandments, there were several other commandments, and that over time we will take a look at those. Today is, I think, probably the first day we're going to begin to look at some other laws that. We're not a part of the Ten Commandments, but we're commandments from God, never the same. And begin to try to understand them for what they really are. These are usually referred to as the ceremonial or traditional laws. Today, we're going to concentrate on what people often refer to as the dietary laws. And um, we're going to see what correlation they have to spiritual reality. What did they indicate? What was God really really inferring when he said we shouldn't eat certain foods. Did he really mean don't eat those foods? Uh, What do those foods have to do with us and our eternal salvation? When Jesus came, he said it wasn't what went into the mouth of a man that made him defiled. It was what came out of a man. And so we're going to begin to see if by the grace of God, we can begin to extract, uh, extract meaning from the commands about what foods we should eat and what foods we shouldn't eat. So without much ado, let's you know go into it and see what the scriptures say. So this is going to be about the symbolic meaning of foods of, of, of unclean foods, a study on the correlational on the correlation between biblical unclean foods and human characteristics. The scriptures teach us about foods that God considers to be clean and unclean. When Jesus came, many people were astonished to hear him say that it is not what goes into mouth that defiles a man but that which comes out of him. We can find this in Matthew chapter 15 verse 11. Why then did God give us the dietary laws? These laws had relevance to us more than they did to those who heard them and referred to more spiritual realities than the earthly creatures than the earthly creatures. They have to do with the spiritual traits and characters of men. Okay, I know that was a bit wobbly over there, but I'm sure you understood what I was trying to say. Okay, that these commands had more spiritual meaning than just the earthly creatures to which they referred to. Okay, we'll see that as we go along. Right? Okay. So let's begin from the end. After the Holy Ghost comes down and the apostles are moving power. A certain apostle, Peter, one afternoon had a dream. He was hungry, and he they, they went to make food for him. So he said, you know, you just go lie down until the food was ready. And while he was asleep, he had this dream. And in this dream, God would lower down a sheet, a sheet of like a bed sheet of food, but all the foods would be things that An Israelite would consider to be unclean, that Moses had told them not to eat. Okay. And three times, you know, God offered him this unclean food to eat. And three times he told God, No, I can't eat this. I've never eaten any unclean food my whole life. And God ended up telling him, Never call unclean those things that I have cleansed. Okay. So let's take a look at that. And we're going to see as we go along how that refers, how that refers more to human beings than to earthly creatures, than to um, uh, physical creatures. Okay. So this is from Acts chapter 10, verses 9 to 16. It says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went upon the house to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry, out of eaten, But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven opened And a certain vessel descended unto him, as it had been a great sheep knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Okay, so what this is saying is that Peter refused to eat these things because they were unclean. Now, we're not going to look at that here, but you, you, you can go and read this in Acts chapter 10. And continued, immediately he woke up from this dream, he got a knock at the door, and he was told that somebody was there to see him, and it was a Gentile who had received a vision from an angel that said, come to this address, there's a man there called Peter, and he will tell you what you must do to be saved. And it was after the man came, and Peter prayed for him, and the Holy Ghost came upon the man that Peter said, now I understand the meaning of the dream that I dreamt. God is saying that he has accepted the Gentiles into the body of Christ. Prior to this time, they felt that the gospel was just for them, the children of Israel. Okay? So, right now, you can see from here that Peter interpreted the unclean animals to be those who were Gentiles. But it's actually beyond that, okay? It refers to all human beings that are not children of God. It also refers to children of God who have certain carnal traits. And now, as we go along, we'll explain that, okay? It refers to all of us, all human beings, okay? So uh, Leviticus chapter 11, verses three to eight, okay? we'll see where God begins to speak about the unclean animals, okay? Later on, we'll see where he talks about the unclean rodents, the unclean insects, birds, and so on, all right? He tells about the unclean and he also speaks about the clean. We're going to concentrate on the unclean today, okay? So from verse 3, it says, this is Leviticus chapter 11, verses 3 to 8. So from verse 3, it says, Whatsoever parted the hoof, and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cub, among the beasts that shall ye eat, nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, of them that divide the hoof, as the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean to you. And the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divided not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, Though he divide the hoof and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the cud, he is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch, they are unclean to you. Okay, so what's going on here? Verse 3 says, Whatsoever parted the hoof and is cloven-footed, and cheweth the cud among the beasts, shall ye eat, shall be clean. So what does it mean to part the hoof? If you look at a goat's hoof, you will notice it's parted. If you look at um, sheep hooves, you will notice they're parted. If you look at um, a, a horse's hoof, you will notice it is not parted. Okay? It is it, it, it's not parted at all. Okay? So that would be an unclean animal. Okay? Because the hoof wasn't parted. But It's not only whether the hoof is um, um, parted, it also has to chew the cud. You notice in verse 3 it says, part the hoof and chew the cud. What does it mean to chew the cud? To chew the cud means to regurgitate what they have already eaten, like when they eat grass or whatever, and chew it all over again and digest it over and over again. Okay, so what does this mean to you and I? This means that by having a parted hoof, you and I live a separated life on earth. The word holy in the Bible actually translates simply to the word separated. Okay? So when we say somebody is a holy person, we mean that that person is a separated person. So you live a separated walk here. You're not into everything that the world is into. Okay? You're not carried away by the latest movie, um, the latest fashion trend, uh, a mob going crazy. You're not, you're, you're, you're not part of that, and so on and so forth, okay? You live a separated life, you're holy. But watch, that's not good enough. You also must chew the cud. What is to chew the cud? I already explained that to you. I said in the natural, it means if you eat grass or eat any herbs, and after some time you regurgitate it like cattle often do, sheep will do that. You will see them sometimes just laying down there out of nowhere. They just suddenly start, you know, moving their mouth like they're chewing on something. And you ask yourself, wait a second, where's the grass it ate from? You know, it's, it, it's regurgitated and it's eaten all over again. And this is symbolic of you having heard the word of God, having digested the word of God, being able to bring it back to remembrance and meditate upon it and letting it guide the decisions that you make, okay? So anytime you read this, going forward, okay, you understand that, you know what, whether you eat a camel or you eat a horse, you know, or any of these things, that's not really what God is bothered about. Or whether you eat pigs, Okay, pork. That's not really what God is bothered about. Well, why did I say pig? Well, pigs do not, you know, chew the cud. They part the hoop, but they don't chew the cud, and that's why they're unclean to God. They're not unclean to God just because they're pigs. It's because of these two um, um, qualities that God expects animals to have to be uncle- to be clean or unclean, as far as the Old Testament is concerned. But I've explained to you now what it means and symbolizes in the new testament in our new life as the christians as the children of god so you're no longer walking under the old covenant of the law you're walking under the new covenant of peace and grace through jesus christ okay the unclean aquatics these are creatures that live in the sea and we find in leviticus chapter 11 verses 9 to 12 that god tells us what kind of creatures that live in the sea and in the rivers are clean to us, and those which are unclean. Verse 9 says, These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters. Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. Verse 10, And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. There shall be even an abomination unto you. You shall not eat of their flesh, but you shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever hath no fins, nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. Okay, so what is God talking to us about here? Okay, we already said that Jesus has told us that it's not what goes into a man that makes him defile, but it's what comes out of us, okay? So here it says, verse 9 says, Whatsoever has fins, a fin, fin of a fish is what it uses to stare against the tide, okay? And, what, and it says, and scales. And what do scales of fish do? Scales keep fish dry. So even though they're in the water, they do not take on water, okay? They stay dry. And this is symbolic of the Christian The Christian must have fins and he must have scales. The fins you use to resist the allure of the world and the flow of the world. You go in contradiction to the flow because you have received fins from God. What about the scales? The scales are put around us to keep us dry so that we're not contaminated or we're not influenced or not made watered by the water around us. Okay? All right. So, We can see here that having the fins means having the ability to go contrary to the flow of the world. And having scales means having protection from the influence of the world, okay? And that's what God is talking about here. So whether you eat eels, or whether you eat alligators, or whether you eat you know tortoises or any of those things, that's not really what God is concerned about. This, God is using symbolic language here to speak to us about things that have a deeper meaning. Okay? All right. Now we come to the unclean birds. And these are found from Leviticus chapter 11, verses 13 to 19. So I'll read from verse 13. And these are they which ye shall have in abomination among the fowls. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination, the eagle, the ossifrage, and the osprey and the vulture, and the kite after his kind, every raven after his kind, and the owl, and the nighthawk, and the cuckoo, and the hawk after his kind, and the little owl, and the cormorant, and the great owl, and the swan, and the pelican, and the guy eagle, and the stork, the heron after her kind, and the lapwing, and the bat. Well, why doesn't God want us to eat these? These are what we refer to as carrion birds. These are birds that eat meat, okay? These birds are supposed to eat seeds, okay? But these are birds that eat meat. These are symbolic, okay? These are symbolic of spirits that prey upon the flesh of man, okay? These are symbolic of spirits that prey upon the flesh of man. And why do we say spirits? We say spirits because now we're no longer on earth. We're now in the sky. We're now flying. So when we talk about creatures that are flying. We're no longer talking about human beings now. Okay. We're talking about things in the spirit world. Okay. Things in the spirit world that influence us and that we go after. Okay. Now in the comment section, if you will write to me, I will elaborate more on this, but we must move on. Okay. So these are the unclean birds. Notice they all eat meat. OK, they don't eat seeds. You'll see them. They go looking, you know, for dead animals So sometimes they'll be up in the sky and they can see for miles and they can see a little rodent and they go after it. You know, sometimes the stalk will come and pick, you know, something an eel from the river or whatever. OK, so anyway, so that's that's the key thing about this. These are spiritual beings because they fly. All right? Remember this. These are spiritual beings that God doesn't want you to have interaction with because they prey on the flesh. All right? Okay. Now we're called to come to unclean anthropods. Okay? Now, anthropods are insects or insect life. Okay? So in Leviticus chapter 11, verses 20 to 25, God tells us about the kinds of insects we can eat and the kind of insects we cannot eat. Okay? All right. So, it says, all fowls that creep, going upon all fours, shall be an abomination unto you. Yet these may ye eat of every flying, creeping thing that goeth upon all fours, which have legs above their feet, to leap withal upon the earth. Even these of them which ye may eat, the locust after his kind, and the bald locust after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. But all other flying, creeping things which are four feet shall be an abomination unto you. And for these it shall be unclean. Whosoever toucheth the carcass of them shall be unclean until even. And whosoever beareth aught of the carcass of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. Okay? So notice here, it says, verse 21 says, Yet these may ye eat of every flying, creeping thing that goeth upon all four. Which have legs above their feet to what leap withal upon the earth? So God is making a distinction here between insects. He's saying here the insects that creep, that crawl, that stay on the ground like centipedes, uh, like um, um, beetles, all these things. Okay. Well, I don't know if beetles fly, but anything that that hops you can eat. Okay, like a grasshopper. Grasshopper can crawl around a little bit but most of the time it hops so anything that hops God says it's clean for us to eat but anything that crawls that stays on the ground God says we should not eat so bottom line is this what is God saying to us here what is the what is the inner meaning what's the symbolic meaning of this here well this is what it is these represent people who are one trying to obey God trying to live right And they're symbolized by those who hop. So the people in verse, the the creatures in verse 21, those that hop are the ones who are trying to take off. They're trying their best to get into the air. But the ones that just stay on the ground are those who are willfully living in sin and are not trying their best to get out of it. Okay? And so they live a carnal life. They think earthly. Okay? More than living in sin, they might even be religious people okay, who choose not to want to get into the spiritual, the higher things of God. They just want to stay on the earthly level and be very religious and be praised by people for how good they are as far as the religious things are concerned, okay? So the those that hop are those who God says, these ones at least are trying because guess what? When a great wind comes, those ones that hop, will get caught up in that great wind and they'll be able to fly just like a bird, pleasing God. And who is that great wind? The Holy Ghost himself. Okay, let's move on. So we come to unclean rodents. Okay? Uh, Leviticus chapter 11, 29 to 32. And these are rodent kind of animals. Okay? These are you know, like mice, and, you know, they, they go into burrows. they make, you know, whole homes for themselves in the earth. Remember, God doesn't like earthly things. And these guys, you know, they're they really, they're really deep into earthly things, okay? They, they know a lot of things that have to do with the earth, you know? And these are very smart people, okay? And they depend so much on their smartness, okay, on their education, and on their knowledge of how things work and economics and science and politics and this. Okay, They borrow deep into earthly things, Okay, not spiritual. Okay, so verse 29. These are also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth. The weasel, and the mouse, and the tortoise after his kind, and the ferret, and the chameleon, and the lizard, and the snail, and the mole. These are unclean to you among all that creep. Whosoever doth touch them when they be dead shall be unclean until the evening. And upon whatsoever any of them, when they are dead, doth fall, it shall be unclean. Whether it be any vessel of wood or raiment or skin or sack, whatsoever vessel it be, wherein any work is done, it must be put into water, and it shall be unclean until the evening, so it shall be cleansed. Okay? So if these things die and they touch your body, God says you're unclean. Okay? So now, but let's stick, you know, with the meat of what we're looking at here. Okay? No pun intended. All right, these shall, verse 31 says, 29 says, These also shall be unclean unto you among the creeping things that creep upon the earth the weasel and the mouse and the tortoise after his kind, and the ferret and the chameleon, and the lizard and the snail and the mole. Okay, why? Because they are they stay on the earth, not only do they stay on the earth like the insect we just saw, they burrow into the earth, they're so earthly, they're so carnal. Okay? This represents people that are earthly and carnal. Okay? And the fact that these actually burrow into the earth, okay, in this world system, you and I would consider these people very intellectual, very smart people. Nothing against intellectuals, by the way. All right? By the way, I, my major was philosophy, and I love studying. I love to read. I love history. I love politics. I love studying things. I love science. Okay, I love things to do with deep spaces. Nothing wrong with that. But the truth is, if that's all I have, and I don't have the wings to fly through Christ, then I'm unclean. That's what God is referring to here. Okay, the rodentia. Okay, do not be a rodentia. Then we'll come to unclean crawlers. Okay, this is, a, it says verse 41, this is Leviticus chapter 11, verse 41 to 44. So I read from verse 41, it says, And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth shall be an abomination, it shall not be eaten. Whatever goeth on the belly, and whatever goeth upon all four, or whatever hath more feet among all creeping things, like centipedes, okay, among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. You shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth Neither shall ye make yourselves unclean with them, that ye should be defiled thereby. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So this is like worms, snakes. Remember the, the snake in the Garden of Eden? God cursed it and said, You will go on your belly, okay? and you will eat dust etc well these things are unclean but why they have no hope of ever getting off the ground all right they're stuck to the ground there's they're earthly right and these are these are um, like uh, what you and I will refer to as um, reptiles okay and other creatures that like that that are you know stuck to the ground not every reptile not not every reptile okay but um, those you know those that's you know, uh, are stuck to the ground. So you look at, okay, look at verse 42. It talks about those that, um, once goes on on up on all four, you'll see like a, a, a crocodile, an alligator. They, they go on all fours. Well, notice they're stuck on the ground, okay? When they want to rest, boom, they fall flat on their belly, okay? Those, were, those are considered unclean. But you and I know that God here is not concerned about whether you eat an alligator or a crocodile or not, or even if you eat a snake what he's referring to is about human beings who are earthbound, okay? Who are earthbound and who keep their whole intent and their life and their passion upon the earthly things. So we see a repeat of the same concern God has for being earthbound, okay? So... What we have seen today is that yet again, as we study the Old Testament, we see God pointing to characteristics, to traits, to conduct, spiritual conduct, spiritual characteristics, okay, and trying to invite us to come up higher, okay, not to be earthbound. We saw what he said about even the the grasshoppers. He said you can eat the grasshopper." Why? Because it hops. He said, but the other insects that crawl, you don't eat them. Why is he telling us this? Why? I thought an insect was an insect. But he's trying to get across a message to us. Okay? And then when he came to the things that actually fly, there are some of them he said, don't, you know, and some other place you will see where he says, don't eat any bird that flies at night. Okay? We didn't go into that. Why? Okay, that has a spiritual meaning. I won't won't go into that right now. we will stick strictly with the text for today. All right? So we can see here that God is very interested in your lifestyle, okay, your characteristics, your traits. He doesn't want you to be earthbound. You you, you always determine what you're going to do or not do based on how you feel, based on your emotions, or based on your, your cultural values. Okay, these things show that you are earthbound rather than making your determinations and your decisions based on what the Word of God says. You remember it says, not only do they part the hoof, but they chew the cud. And if you remember what I told you what chewing the cud means, it means bringing to your remembrance over and over again what the Word of God is saying that you took in in the past. I told you, I said, parting the hoof means living a holy life, and holiness be, means being separated, okay? So your walk, your Christian walk is a holy walk. It's a, it's, a, it's a walk of separation, okay? So you can be a Christian. That means you have a holy walk. You're separated yourself, but you don't chew the cud. That means when you want to make decisions, you don't make decisions based on the word of God, okay? Haven't you seen Christians? They get into a little problem with one another. The first thing they do is they go to a court of law. When you open the First Corinthians chapter six, what does it say? It says Christians shouldn't take each other to court. <laughs> so how do you explain that? Okay, right there you can see someone that has parted hoof but doesn't walk, chew the cud. Because it says right there, don't do that. But hey, they've read it, but they couldn't bring it back to what their remembrance. Look, you can on your own take do this assignment. Look into your life and ask yourself where is it you have been. Like the, like the grasshopper? Where is it you have been like the bat? Where is it you have been like the stork? Where is it you have been like the eel? Where is it you have been like any of the creatures? Or where is it you have been like the camel or whatever? Okay? And it's not the camel itself, but what is said about those creatures is what you want to look at yourself. Okay? The Bible says if we judge ourselves, we wouldn't be judged. Okay? Well, friends, I want to thank you for your time once more. I told you this week and we're going to be going deeper, and I'm hoping you will stay with us as we go further into these things. Um, And I believe that as time goes on, you begin to get into a flow of what this is all about. And when you go into the Scriptures yourself, these things will come alive to you. And you pray to the Holy Ghost, and I am certain that none of us that ever call on the Holy Ghost for help to understand His Word will ever be disappointed. Trust me. Just try Okay, just try. Don't trust me. Just try. Okay? And then you will find out whether what I'm saying is true or not. Okay? But don't feel, don't feel um, despondent, like, oh, this is too much. This is too deep. I, I don't think I can, I, can, I can get this. No, Brother Mike, just keep bringing the word to me. No, you ought to be taking this word out to the world yourself. Okay? But you need the Holy Ghost to do that. We can't do any of this without the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay? So friends, thank you again for your time. I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button that you see at the bottom of your screen there. And also there's a bell icon, Um, I want you to hit it so you can get notified anytime we upload new videos. Um, Please visit our Facebook page, um, look for Emerging Temple, where you can interact with us there by asking questions. I'd love to engage with you, respond to some of your questions. And in the comment section here on YouTube also, you can go ahead and put your comments. Please, you know, um, be nice, don't be rude. You know, just get straight to the point. Um, Ask questions or make a comment. You know, if there's something you think we need to correct, please feel free, you know, to show us what those things are, okay? All right, I also want to um, remind you, if you would like to support us, um, visit our website, templeoftruth.us, or go to patreon.com and look for our handle in Patreon. It's Emerging Temple, okay? These broadcasts are available on online radio portals such as Spotify, um, iTunes, and um, Google Music, as well as other um, online radio channels, which you can find on our website, templeoftruth.us. So friends, I want to thank you for your time once more. I pray this teaching has been a blessing to you. I'd like to share, 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 share these videos with your family or friends. Do not tire to share, okay? Sometimes when you look at our YouTube page, you might not see, oh, so many views. The reason is because people are watching our videos on other portals. They're watching them through WhatsApp. They're watching them through Facebook. They're watching them through other vehicles. And on these vehicles, you don't see the registration right there on YouTube. But we're getting hundreds of views now, and I'm very grateful for those of you have been sharing these videos, okay? It doesn't matter what portal. And remember what I always say, there is no copyright, okay? Take this word, if you believe it, and you go to your church and share it with anybody, okay? And if you have any questions, and they have questions you can't answer, please, please feel free to communicate with me. You can also communicate with me through our uh, website, through the Temple of Truth website. You just go in there, it says contact us. You can go in there, type in a message, and I'll receive that as an email. Okay? Thank you so much for your time, and I wish that you have a beautiful day. God bless you. Speak to you tomorrow.